Now then, now then, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Thursday, the 8th of February, 2024. Good morning. I'll tell you, it's cold out there. Baby, it's cold outside. Cold morning here in Thornford. Nice to be with you. It's 6.27am as I press record on the tape machine. God be with the days of quarter-inch tape. Reel-to-reel recording. I'm so old. I'm so old, I'm so bald, but I'm so old I remember doing that. Would you believe that? 49 years of age and I learned in my late teens how to record on Tascam reel-to-reel quarter-inch tape where you would interview somebody and then you would go back and listen to it and if you had to edit anything out, you would cut it, physically cut the tape before putting it back together with special tape. And people who were really good at it, and I was okay, I wasn't bad, but real experts were so, so good, you could never tell on the playback where the cut had been made. And then mini disc players came out and we all collapsed in the face of the technological innovation that we thought mini-disc players were. Anyway, why am I telling you this? You don't give it an arse, do you? Anyway, my voice might sound a bit heavy this morning because I'm I'm smothering with a bit of a head cold, but that's all right. It won't progress any further into my body. I'm determined. A little bit of a cold, but that's all right. It's the season for them, I think. I'm going to go to the front pages of the papers because this is the papers. Metro Duty Calls is the headline. Front page. King's Cancer Divides Brothers. Harry jets home to family in LA after a 24-hour trip. William, however, throws himself back into work early. I'm beginning to like Harry. When the entirety of the British media is constantly hammering and denigrating and despising and criticising something, maybe we should pay attention to it. Poor old Harry. Maybe not. So yes, William was out on, he was out working, working they call it, last night. Let's laugh at that. Because on the front page of The Sun, Top Sun is the headline, Top Sun. And there is a photograph of William, Prince William, standing alongside the eternally grinning actor Tom Cruise, who I don't believe has ever been spotted off camera without a shit-eating grin on his face. It's interesting, this, because I happen to like the films of Tom Cruise, and I happen to think he's a rather capable actor. So William was at a charity do last night, an air ambulance charity do, I think. And um, the do, the do, it's very British, that, the do, the event was also attended by Tom Cruise. Apparently, when speaking to to Tom Cruise at this event, William apologised for not wearing his Top Gun slippers. A reference to to the premiere of Top Gun Maverick, which uh, happened a couple of years ago in Leicester Square. William attended it at the time wearing Top Gun slippers. That's the front page of The Sun. Daily Mail, same story. Thank you so much for all your kindness, gushed William, at this very event. He thanked the nation for its support for his wife and his father. I suppose I'm part of the nation, even though I'm an Irishman living in the UK, and 
I couldn't give a fuck about his wife or his father. Not that I wished them any harm, I don't, but I just couldn't give a rat's arse about them and their health issues. Um, the Mirror, shame on you, is the headline. Front page, shame on you. What's it about? Well, it's about calls for the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to apologise after he joked about the Labour Party's position on trans people. Sunak made the comment yesterday uh, around about the time that the mother of the murdered teenager Brianna Jai was in Parliament, in the building, to discuss how the government can can implement plans to restrict access to the dark web. We'll come back to that. Shame on you is the headline. The Guardian. Photograph of Sunak on the front page of The Guardian. Brianna Joy's father condemns Sunak's dehumanising trans jibe. Lovely. The Daily Telegraph. Migration won't save UK from debt crisis is the headline. What's that about? Well, the Prime Minister must cut the bill for benefits and get more people working instead of relying on immigration to reduce Britain's debts. A senior official at the UK's Office for Budget Responsibility has written in The Telegraph. Cut benefits to the people who need them the most. That's right. Cut people's benefits. You know a lot of people who receive benefits are in jobs that just don't pay enough for them to pay the bills, the energy bills, the gas and electricity bills, to put food on their table. Do you know this? Do you know this? The great majority of people who earn benefits in the UK are not lazy scroungers. They are the hardest working people on planet Earth. They're good people doing the right thing, doing the best for themselves and for their family. And now you've got people working at the Budget for Responsibility saying, cut these people's benefits, even though they're in work. Cut them. But listen, while you're at it, make sure that you increase defence spending <laughs> as a percentage of uh, GDP, gross domestic product. Do that. Keep finding money for wars. Keep finding billions to send to Ukraine and to send to the genocidal government of Israel. But you know what? Why don't you fuck over the hardest working people in the country and reduce their benefits? Yeah, why not? The Daily Express. Has PM opened door to an amazing Boris comeback? Is the headline on the front page. We'll come back to that very briefly a bit later. Many of the papers, by the way, carry the photograph of the Cheshire cat grinning, Tom Cruise standing alongside Prince William. Jesus, Tom Cruise is tiny, isn't he? I mean, he's proper small. I've never bumped into Tom Cruise. I don't move in those circles. I'm guessing you don't either. But um, anybody who's ever photographed with Tom Cruise is, um, well, you look pretty tall, don't you? He's a small lad. He's a tiny, tiny lad. Big star, though. The Times headline is Putin spy infiltrated Britain's intelligence. What's that about? What is that about? Well, an alleged Russian spy lied to gain asylum here in the UK and then went on to work for the Foreign Office, met the future king when he was Prince Charles, according to The Times. The paper says a refugee from Afghanistan, accused of spying for Russia's military intelligence agency, 
also worked at the GCHQ and MI6. Wow. The Daily Star, Return of the Beast from the East is the headline. Jesus. And there is a mocked up photo of a man desperately clinging to an umbrella as he is being blown away by a snowstorm. Brace yourself, according to the Daily Star. A deadly monster storm will soon batter Britain. Snow and icy conditions forecast for today, says the Star, has also sparked an exodus to Benidorm. (laughs) This week's chilly weather, according to the Star, has resulted in an increase in bookings. Uh, Brits jetting off to Benidorm. Don't they know that we're in a climate crisis? And every time you take a flight to Benidorm or to Malaga or to Majorca, Santa Ponza, every time you do it, you kill 25 babies in sub-Saharan Africa because every flight adds CO2 to the, um, to the atmosphere. What is the claim they're making? Yeah, they're claiming that development, um, development, Jesus, they claim that the developed West, that's right, I'll pull my finger out, I'll get there eventually, that us here in the West with our development, um, we are basically responsible for climate change globally and that in sub-Saharan Africa and in other parts of the third world, our um, CO2 creation ultimately is responsible for adverse weather events, storms, floods and tornadoes and typhoons and all the rest of it in uh, the third world. That's right. Uh, Financial Times, Barrett agrees £2.5 billion swoop for rival Redrow in bid to weather downturn. That's the lead story. Um, Barrett is the UK's largest house builder. It's bought its rival Redrow in a be- in a deal worth two and a half billion quid, says the Financial Times. If you knew that deal was happening, you could have made a few bob on the stock market. Uh, the iPaper Viagra linked to reduced risk of Alzheimer's is the story. We might indeed come back to that too. So you're listening to the papers with me, Richie Allen. Good morning to you. Uh, the Papers podcast, Monday to Friday, a podcast only. Share it via your social media if you think that is it is worth sharing. You might not think it's worth sharing. Let's go straight inside the Telegraph. British countryside is a racist and colonial white space wildlife charities claim. What the hell is going on? How did they even begin to explain this claim. Let me read you the story briefly. Wildlife and Countryside Link, a charity umbrella group whose members include the RSPCA, WWF and National Trust, made the claim in evidence provided to Parliament on racism and its influence on the natural world. So have these charities explained how racism influences the natural world? Well, let's find out. MPs in an all-parliamentary group were informed that the British countryside has been influenced by racist colonial legacies which have created an environment some fear is, quote, dominated by white people. So is that how racism 
influences the natural world, that the countryside is full of white people live, living in country homes. Yes, the country's green spaces are governed by white British cultural values, according to the report. And the perception that the countryside is a white space prevents people from other ethnic backgrounds from enjoying the outdoors. Ah, sure, it's a terrible thing. People of culture, well, they just can't enjoy themselves when in the countryside in the same way that white and bald and Irish, Richie Allen, that's me referring to myself in the same person, I have a much, much, much more enjoyable and fulfilling experience when I take to the countryside because of, because of my whiteness. If I was black or Asian or BAME or some other minority ethnic being, I just wouldn't experience the countryside in the same way. This is crazy, lunatic fucking bollocks. It's madness, this. The money they spend on these fucking studies. And then you have MPs paid extra money to be in an old parliamentary group because they are. They're given extra on top of their salary to sit there and discuss this unmitigated crap. It's racist, the countryside. People, people from other ethnic backgrounds are prevented from enjoying the outdoors because of it. Because when they go to the countryside, they're surrounded by white people. (laughs) In a country that is predominantly white because British people tend to be white. Not all of them. Of course, a couple of percent 3-4% are made up of black people, then a few more percent are made up of people whose heritage is Asian. But this is changing, of course. The demographic of the UK is changing and will continue to change. So that's a story in The Telegraph. What crap, eh? Racist colonial legacies continue to frame nature in the UK as a white space. The perception that green spaces are dominated by white people can prevent people from ethnic minority backgrounds from using green spaces. Hey Abdul, yes Do you go to the country every now and then? No Why? Well it's for white people isn't it? You stupid motherfucker Abdul But that's what's going on you know If you believe this bollocks Let's look inside the Guardian Poor old Abdul Choking on the smog of the big cities Can't get out to the weekend To the countryside for a weekend Well it's only for white people isn't it? No Abdul, it isn't uh, the Guardian, Brianna Jay's, Brianna Jay's father demands apology from Sunak over trans remark. We saw this on the front pages, didn't we? So Brianna Jay's mother was in Parliament, was in the House of Commons yesterday to discuss how we can prevent teenagers from accessing the dark web because one of the murderers of Brianna Jay was obsessed with torture videos and videos about murders and stuff. Brianna Joy was a young boy who lived or wanted to live as a girl and dressed as a girl and changed his name to Brianna, right? And I, I, I would never dismiss um, or, or, you know, in any way denigrate or mock the experience of Brianna Joy because gender dysphoria is a serious thing and it needs to be taken seriously and people who are dealing with it need to be taken care of, listened to and and given access to, I would say, to counselling, to psychotherapy. It's a serious issue. The child was murdered. It's horrendous. There's nothing worse than that. 
So yesterday, in taking the piss out of Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, during Prime Minister's questions, Sunak listed a um, number of, of failings on the part of, of Starmer. And in doing so, he referenced again Starmer not knowing what a woman is, the Labour Party not being able to define a woman. Now, much as I despise all of them, and Sunak as much as anybody else, um, Sunak is entitled to do that. But they've gone for him, and today the broadcast media is leading with its top story this morning, right across uh, the broadcast networks, is that he is being asked to apologise for his remarks, which of course he shouldn't do. The father of Brianna Joy, Peter Spooner, said that Sunak's comments were dehumanising because um, this is the week that my daughter um, is in the news because her killers were sentenced and this is dehumanising. Now, this is complete bollocks, of course. It's utter nonsense. Right? People are murdered every day. Brianna Joy was murdered last year. Um, the trans aspect of this is not really relevant to, you know, the, the, the killers, particularly the girl involved in the murder wasn't in any way motivated by the trans aspect of Brianna uh, Joy. Sunak is entitled to go for Starmer. Starmer said that 99.6% of women don't have penises. One of the most ridiculous comments in a litany of ridiculous comments made by Keir Starmer since he became leader of the Labour Party. Sunak had a go at it. Um, The fact that Esther Joy, the mother of the kid, was in the House of Commons um, is irrelevant and the idea that he should apologise for it because it's somehow dehumanising trans people is monumental bollocks. There is no such thing as a trans woman. Um, that is gibberish. It is, it is Orwellian gibberish, in my opinion. I would say it is Pythonesque gibberish. Trans woman is nonsense. Transsexual is a real thing where people... Um, surgically alter their body because they want to live as, you know, the opposite gender to that which they were born. They say that gender and biological sex are two different things. I say that suits them. You know, it suits them to make the arguments they make. Biological sex and uh, gender are intrinsically linked. If you're born with a penis, you're a man. If you're born with ovaries and a vagina, you're a woman. In the opinion of this idiot here. Anyway, look, let's leave that there. He was listing Labour's broken promises, laughing at uh, Starmer and mentioned that, um, you know, Starmer doesn't know the difference between men and women. Anyway, let's leave it alone. Um, The Times, we saw this on on the front pages of a couple of papers. Viagra may reduce Alzheimer's risk, study suggests. Might be interesting, this. Men who take Viagra to treat erectile dysfunction may also be reducing their risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, according to a study, which is observational only. Don't get too excited, men, if you happen to use uh, Viagra. Don't get overly excited, because it's an observational study. Men who had been prescribed drugs for uh, erectile dysfunction were 18% less likely to develop the degenerative brain condition compared to others with the same medical complaint who were not prescribed Viagra. Uh, The study, which was observational, as I said, 
means it couldn't prove the drugs themselves were responsible for the reduced risk. It may be that men who take Viagra act in other ways that protect them from dementia. However, the researchers believe the link, which other research has hinted at, is worth further investigation. They reckon that Viagra and similar drugs for erectile dysfunction increase blood flow in the brain, and this has a protective effect. Animal studies have also suggested the drugs might also influence levels of a neurotransmitter, a chemical brain uh, cell or chemical brain cells used to communicate, and this might guard against the disease. The Express, and this is the lead story, um, Sunak opens door to Boris Johnson making dramatic political impact. Uh, the Prime Minister admits there are well-documented differences between them, but revealed he talked to his former boss only a few months ago and left the option of using Johnson's talents in the future on the table. Sunak said he's proud of the work they did together. We worked well together, even though there were well documented difference and the Express quotes a number of Boris Johnson's political allies, people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, people like Michael Fabricant who has the worst syrup of figs ever manufactured. If you don't believe me, get on to an internet search engine. Look for Sir Michael Fabricant. He's a Conservative Party backbencher sitting in the House of Commons and he has the worst wig in living history. Why would you do that? I have no idea. Somebody once asked me, Richie, if they invented a wig that was so good that it was impossible to distinguish it between, you know, a full head of healthy hair, would you wear it? And I said, no, I'm not interested in, in wigs. I like my look. I like the way I look. I like shaving my head. But um, this guy, Fabricant, I mean, I, you wouldn't wear it for a joke, this wig. Syrup of figs. Check him out. Mirror, agonised man, exclusive, says the Mirror, agonised man who couldn't get NHS. Actually, I'll give you a trigger warning here. If you're squeamish, listen away. Not look away. It isn't telly. Listen away. If you're squeamish, if you watched The Marathon Man with Laurence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman and you were holding your hands over your mouth for weeks after watching the marathon man listen away exclusive agonized man who couldn't get nhs dentist rips out five of his own teeth using pliers jesus mary and holy saint joseph what the fuck i mean could you do it if you had to i remember years ago when dental access was non-existent where i lived in Waterford, an uncle of mine did the old tie a piece of twine around the base of the tooth, tie the other um, end of the twine to the handle of the living room door and then slammed the fucking door <laughs> as hard as he could. I remember, I, I, didn't, I didn't witness it. I was in another room. I just remembered the screaming. Oh, the screams. They will haunt me till the day I die. Yeah, horrible stories that in the mirror. Pliers. Jesus wept. <clears throat> Excuse me. Telegraph. Let's look inside the Telegraph. Tucker Carlson to air Putin interview 
on Thursday. So there's been a lot of talk about Tucker Carlson. I'm not going to say what I've already said about Carlson, who he really is and where he came from and what it is he's doing and the Trucer Industrial Complex, which some are now calling the mainstream alternative media. It's funny, Trucers are referring to the Trucer Industrial Complex, which of course they are fully paid up members of. Um, they're referring to this new mainstream alternative media. It's always been there. We've always had truthers, you know, grifters, who like to tell people what they want to hear in return for money and donations. But yeah, uh, Tucker Carlson has been to Moscow. He's interviewed the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. He's been bragging about it, talking about how he's the antidote himself, Carlson, to the legacy media. And he's doing their job by interviewing Putin. It'll be broadcast at 6 p.m. Eastern time today. That's about 11 o'clock in the UK on his website. This guy is a big friend and ally of Donald Trump's. He is a shill among shills, is uh, Tucker Carlson. A complete fucking grifter and Pied Piper, right? Pretending to be the, you know, uh, the, 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 um, the enemy of the Great Reset Agenda and globalism and all of that, but he isn't really. He's been out to interview Putin. If he asks a serious question or a question that I would myself ask to Putin, I will put my hands up and say, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. But um, he won't. Vladimir Putin is a gangster and he is controlled by the very same people who control Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. Will Carlson attempt to nail down who Vladimir Putin really is? No, he won't. Don't hold your breath, I say. But if I'm wrong, I'll put my hand up. Telegraph, man dies from measles in Ireland. A man has died in hospital in Dublin. I believe in Dublin. It says in the Dublin and Midlands Health Region. Ireland's health service executive has confirmed. A man has died from measles. It's the first confirmed case in Ireland in 2024. as There were four measles cases reported in 2023 and two in 2022. So two in 2022, four in 2023, and now a man has died. There's an emergency in Ireland. Everybody, rush to your nearest GP surgery and have a measles jab. (laughs) Or don't, because you have more chance of winning the Euro millions than you do of becoming ill from measles. As the Daily Mail has an interesting story inside about a man living on a beach under a boat who was originally from Syria, who says amazingly that he is struggling to leave the UK, but the police continue to prevent him leaving. He, he was evicted from a ho- hotel in Leeds, which was used by the Home Office for asylum seekers. They said your asylum claim has been denied. But the guy says he can't leave the country. He's tried to hop onto lorries and hop onto ferries to get out of Dover, but the police keep catching him and bringing him back to his home, an overturned rowing boat on a beach. On a Kent beach. It's incredible, really. It's in the mail. You can read it in the mail online. The man's name is Allah Eldin. He seems to be pretty resourceful, the guy, and is a uh, pretty good plasterer by all um, by all accounts, 
but um, he can't leave the country. He'd been in Germany with family members there, but they kicked him out because they are devout Muslims, and he likes a fag, a crafty ciggy, and a drink, and they didn't like him, so they sent him off. He went to France, took him only a couple of days to get there, thought he'd find work in the UK because he's a talented plasterer, um, but dicked around, dicked around. The mail doesn't say this. This is my take on it. Um, in Leeds, and they said, no, you're um, not supposed to be trying to work on the black market. Therefore, your asylum uh, claim is denied. Therefore, get out of the country. But they didn't try and get him out. Now he's being returned constantly to a boat on a beach in Kent by the police who don't know what to do with him. That's inside the Daily Mail. And that's kind of more or less it for the papers for this Thursday. Um... I'm looking at the BBC News website to see if there's anything else I can tell you about, but there kind of isn't. Do please join me later on at four o'clock today, UK time. Uh, the great Gerald Salente will be among the guests. The man who publishes the Trends Journal, which is an excellent publication. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Papers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great Thursday. Until later, until the live radio show from BBG Richie. It's bye now, bye.